Good afternoon. Um, my name is Thomas. I'm the recruitment manager for um, the Core New York Leadership Center. Um, today I'm going to share with you some information about our fellows program in public affairs. Um, since there are only a few of us, um, I'd love for this to be more conversational. And so feel free in the course of the presentation um, to ask questions or make a comment and um, we'll be able to progress on that. Um, if you share your name, uh, Kieran Mahoney. I'm sorry, Kieran Mahoney. Kieran. So nice to meet you. And let's get going. Uh, do, how much do you know about Cora, if anything? Okay. So let's talk about Coro a little bit before we talk about this program specifically. So Coro is New York City's premier leadership development training program. Um, we are a unique leadership training program. We're different than many of the others because our learning is all experiential learning based on a group learning model. So all of our programs operate in a way that we use the city as the classroom, for you to apply what you learn about different leadership techniques. Um, we'll teach you different tools in leadership and give you opportunities to apply them throughout the course of your program. You also will work together with the other members of your cohort to create a shared learning form. So as you um, are going through the different activities, debriefing with your cohort, having conversations with your cohort is really how your learning builds. So even though there is a set curriculum for the course for the programs, it's less in a classroom setting lecture level. More here are some tools. Here are the opportunities for you to put them into practice. Now let's come back and share what you learned in these different processes. The other benefit is in that way, no matter what the size of your cohort, the fellows program is the smallest of our cohorts at 12 a year. Um, Leadership New York has 54 members a year. But no matter what the size, you get the benefit of the learning um, from the rest of your cohort. So we, our community at Coro is over 2,100 alumni at this point across all sectors of New York City, business, government, nonprofit, labor, and many of the hybrid um, organizations as well. So why do we do what we do? At Coro, our mission, and the Coro New York Center, even our mission is even a little different from the other Coro centers, and we'll talk more about the other Coro centers, because our mission is New York City specific. We want to equip leaders from all segments of society because we recognize that you can be a leader and affect real change from a number of different positions. More than a CEO is a leader. You could be a leader in your community, a leader in your church, a leader in uh, a nonprofit at very different levels and have a real profound effect on change. And so what we want to do is equip leaders from all segments of society with tools, resources, and a network. And that is the beauty of the Coro community. You get the leadership tools so that you you learn how to communicate with people who lead in different ways than you, how different forms of leadership, change management, adaptive leadership, um, different communication tools, I think I mentioned, and 
once you have those tools, we'll also give you resources in terms of projects that you're putting your learning into action and a network of other people throughout the city that you can call on throughout your alumni experience. We'll talk about that more later. But the purpose is we want to affect change and provide an opportunity for everyone in New York City, basically, to have a seat at the table where decisions are being made. And I'm sure that you all are aware that in many cases, there, aren't, there, there isn't a fair distribution of opportunity for every community, every voice to be heard. And what we want to do is to equip leaders with a number of different voices to be at the table. Any questions? Thoughts? Applause and tips? I don't know. So um, moving to the Fellows Program in Public Affairs. This is a very unique program in Cora. It is the only program that is shared by all five Coro centers. It is also Coro's oldest program. So there are over 40, almost 45 classes of fellows, um, over 40 here in New York City. It is a unique program for us in New York because it is our only full-time program. All of our other programs are part-time programs. And it is a nine-month program. During that nine months, you are fully immersed in the program. We do not um, allow participants to have any form of employment or to pursue any educational efforts at the time. You are fully invested in the program. Um, the program is segmented into field placements, focus weeks, and a leadership curriculum, which you will study. Mm -hmm. You said that we can't work right. or continue our education. Right. So this program, we have to graduate before enrolling in the program? I this is a postgraduate program. Yes. Any other questions? I know when I got to that part, I saw all three faces go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to want to make sure that everyone, if you have a question, you can throw that. Can they even work after the program? No, you cannot work. And once we start talking about the program, uh, when you say after the program, do you mean? I mean like if it's done at five. Oh, evenings and weekends. Um, any fellow that you spoke to would chuckle at done at five. There's a lot that goes into the program, um, and we'll talk about that now. But um, no, we really, and it's for the benefit of the fellow in the program. It is a very time-intensive program, and since so much of the program is starting to build your network, and we'll talk more about how that happens and what the benefits are of having that network, um, carving out time in evenings or weekends really um, is unhealthy for fellows to carve out time to work and also pursue other educational opportunities. Um, so let's talk about what you will be doing in the program. When we say at Coro that we use the city as the classroom, what we mean is that we will provide opportunities for all of our program participants to work um, on projects or in placements throughout the city, learning how New York City is run, how different sectors and industries collaborate to bring about change. And really, in the case of the fellows program, 
provide an opportunity for you to grow and develop into the professional that you are going to be when you walk out of the program. Um, How could you say something like an internship experience? Yeah, I'm going to walk through okay. um, places now. So, um, in different, some programs you have to have a change project that you come to the program with in mind, with a project in mind, and through the course of your program you'll work on your change project. Um, in the fellows program, you have what we call placements. Throughout the year, you are placed in six different sector placements. Um, New York City is one of the two cities that does six different placements. You will be placed in a government agency, in a nonprofit organization, in a corporation, in a labor union, and in a political campaign. Um, your sixth placement is an independent placement that you will find for yourself. That is your last placement. So you will have the opportunity to say, I really am interested in this company, or I'm really interested in this industry, and I would love to have a placement at, at this company so that I can see and experience. Now the placements that you will be given, um, you will not have a say in choosing. In the fellows program, each fellow has a personalized program plan for growth that is developed between the recruitment manager, who is me, and the program director for each individual fellow. So we will have pre-program meetings with you. We will do some, um, ask you to do some self-assessment, and we will work with you and each of your placement hosts during and after your placements to assess areas where you, uh, you identify, I really want to grow in this area, or I'm interested in this profession and I need these tools, so I really want these opportunities, um, and things that are um, raised by your placement host who notice, you know what, they're great at this, they should work on this. And as you go throughout your year, we will continue to tweak your program to provide you with opportunities to improve in the areas that you need to improve or to become very strong in areas that you want to pursue after the program. So we also we will be taking into account making sure that you are have had a well-rounded experience. So in addition to having worked in five different sectors, you'll also have worked in a lot in large companies, small companies, very fast-paced, very slow-paced, and um, on a number of different types of projects all of which will enrich your experience. Um, all of which will enrich your experience so that when you walk into your first job after the program ends, you will, nothing should change. You will have worked with a micromanager, you will have worked with a manager that's completely hands-off. So the placements serve a number of different functions for you in the program. You are at your placements throughout the year, five, four days a week, full time. So typically in a week that would be Monday through Thursday, full time. Full time is defined by your placement site. So if you are placed at IBM, you will probably not have a five o'clock quitting time because that's not their culture. Similarly, if you go to a small nonprofit with a staff of five, you may not have a five o'clock clinic time because that may not be their culture. There are some places 
that that may be their culture, and then you would have a five o'clock wedding time. So it depends on the placement. Um, another, I'm going to skip leadership breakfast for a second and go to seminars. On Fridays, tip in your week, you will be in seminars all, all day, nine to five. And that time will be spent doing a number of things. We'll have a number of consultants come in to talk about different um, modalities of leadership. That's when you'll learn tools that you'll be able to apply um, throughout your experience in the program. That's when you will come together and talk about your experiences and your placements and what you've learned and a number of other projects and, and different um, things. That's where all of that is discussed. You also will come together every Tuesday evening for three hours. So three hours Tuesday evening and on Fridays, that's when you are with the rest of your cohort. And Monday through Friday, pretty much business hours, you will be at your placement. We also have a leadership breakfast series, which is really a learning series where we will take you to meet with different leaders throughout the city. So leaders of different nonprofits, different government agencies, different corporations, different communities, you'll go in and then for an hour you will have an opportunity to meet with them and ask them questions about their experience. Sometimes the focus is, um, depending on the person, um, how they're leading their company at that moment, how they led their company through a period of change, how they came to be in the position that they're in, how they handle certain problems. But it is really an opportunity to sit down with high-level individuals, and um, by high-level, I mean people who are achieving change on a high level, and to learn from them. So previous Leadership Breakfast um, um, hosts have been the current mayor, Ed Koch, um, Tim Tompkins, who runs the Times Square Alliance, um, all the way down to small community leaders in the Bronx who are leading a huge initiative who you may, that you may not ever have heard of, but it's making a real life in the immigrant community that they serve. So that is one other focus. And the last um, is the focus weeks. And there are four weeks, three or four, depending on the year. This year there are four. Um, focus weeks where during that week you focus on one topic. So the topic can be public finance, um, state government, media, and social entrepreneurship this year. And so during that week, say for media week last year, they went to CNN, they went to the New York Times, they went to local small news outlets, they met with communities that cannot seem to be represented in the news, they went to communities that are overrepresented in the news really just to get a full snapshot of what is the, what, how does media in New York City serve the communities? You would do the same for state government, et cetera. They have also traditionally taken a trip to New York, to Washington, D.C. to find out how New York City government connects with the federal government. Any questions about any of this? So some notable fellows um, from our program. Um, we have a senator. We have a number of different commissioners in New York City, deputy commissioners, deputy mayors who have been there, some leaders in some um, 
in corporations and in some nonprofit organizations as well by, by the hundreds. It's really hard to pick um, notables because we actually have a database full of people who are connected. So let's talk about the Coro network for a minute because a lot of times you hear people talking about the power of a network and how impressive a network is. Um, but our network is really a network of leaders who are making real change in New York City. So recently, last week, um, Cranes just named three of our um, alums to their 40 under 40 list. This is the fourth year in a row that we've had alums listed on their 40 under 40. Um, city and state also has listed Coro alums in their influentials list for the last five years. So the um, leading periodicals in the city are recognizing that the Coro training really does help to make a, a more effective leader. But I don't think it's only the training. I also think it's the network. Because when you are in the Coro network, you get access to a number of tools that connect you to other alums. So from the LinkedIn group, which is closed, you cannot join our LinkedIn group unless you have been through Coro programming. Um, people consistently share information about jobs, about opportunities that are coming up for collaboration, looking for people who can be a resource to them or a collaborative partner in starting new initiatives. Um, I can go give a list of 25 initiatives that have been started in the last five years as a result of Coro alumni um, coming together and meeting each other. Um, you will, as a fellow, um, have a number of opportunities to interact with Coro alums. They will participate in different programmatic um, events throughout your year as a mentor or an advisor or a participant who's there to help you test and well, put your learning to the test. Um, they will serve as advisors and mentors for you. We encourage fellows to connect, reach out to members of the uh, network who are in industries that you're interested in entering or who may be able to provide some really good information or guidance as you are making decisions. Um, there are a number of alumni events and activities, typically two or three a week. Um, most of them are initiated by alumni and um, carried out by them. And we, we only provide the tool for them to invite other alums. And as I mentioned, employment and internship opportunities are constantly being offered um, throughout through the network. So what does this mean for the fellows program? Last year, 10 out of the 12 fellows found full-time employment here in New York City as a result of a connection they made in the corporate network. So for some of them, they went to a, a job, uh, to a company for their placement. They liked them so much, they hired them when the program was over. Two of those four had positions created for them based on the project they worked on during their placement. The other six made connections throughout the year um, with alumni, looking for mentors, going to events, having conversations, and those alumni were able to either introduce them to somebody, point out an opportunity and refer them, or hire them directly. And that's how they found 
their jobs. Um, the two that had, did not find full-time employment in New York City, is, the reason is one went to law school and the other is on a trip with her family through Europe for a year and then returning to the United States. So that's the reason why it's, only, it's as low as 10 out of 12. Any? So is that typical? That is very typical. That that is really, it is nature, so the majority of the time, all of the fellows most likely employment uh, at the end of the program. Yes, that is a very, uh, nationally, there are five pro centers, each except St. Louis, which takes 16, takes 12 fellows. Our, um, which brings us to 64 nationally. The employment higher rate after the program is almost 100%. There's really no lack of people looking to hire fellows. One, if you think about the fact that you would have been exposed throughout the year for, with six placements to six people who can either be, uh, give you a professional recommendation or have given you some tips, some guidance. Um, we had a couple of the fellows last year still stay in contact with the person who hosted their placement as a, in a mentoring capacity, even as they're now working, because those relationships that are built remain solid. Um, but also the network, I mean, our entire network knows that when May comes around, there will be a group of fellows that are looking for employment. And Coro alums are very, um, very interested in hiring other Coro people because they know that if you've completed the CORAL program, you understand what it takes to collaborate with other people, how to work in an environment of change, how to adapt as things change at your jobs. And they are looking for people who have those same tools because typically that's what makes an a work environment more um, efficient and effective. So yes, that is a, that is a consistent um, um, Great. As a matter of fact, so many fellows who come to the program come in saying, I'm going to do this program and then I'm going to go to grad school. And a majority decide that they don't need to go to grad school as a result. Now, I'm not knocking grad school at all. I mean, so people make the choice that we had one last year who went to law school. I think it was the absolute best choice for her personally. But what people find is the reason um, that when they come and they, they've gotten the tools, and resources, and they have a stack of business cards or connections that they are attached to who can give them guidance. And with all of the experience they've gained throughout the year, they're really in a very strong position to start their career walking in the door. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. In fact, um, just to talk a little bit, I don't have a, a bullet point. Um, but people usually ask about the age of fellows and when can you come. There is no age limit to the fellows program. In New York, our fellows are typically between 21 and 26, but that's just the typical average if you did a range. We certainly have fellows that were a little older. We've had fellows who completed law school, who worked for three years and then came back to the program, things of that nature. Our only requirement is an undergraduate degree. Any other questions? Okay.
So let's talk about the application process. Our application is an online application. Now, as I mentioned, there are five core centers. Um, New York, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. We share an application for the program. And you can apply. When, if, when you apply, you can indicate that you have interest in more than one center. Um, New York is a little different from the other programs because we require that if you are applying to New York, that your plan is to stay in New York and work to affect change. Um, we have found simply that after a year learning about um, New York City, um, building networks in New York City, um, and getting work experience in New York City, it almost um, nullify some of the impact of what you've experienced if you don't work in New York City, stay in New York City. Because here your, your network can really help guide you, support you. Here you, you, um, connections that you've made can be put to use. Um, we just found that as people just learn and then take it somewhere else, they don't have the full impact um, from the program. So if you apply in New York, the application is the same as everyone else, except there's one additional essay question. So in the application, you'll be asked to answer four essays if you're interested in New York, um, three if you are not. Um, you're asked to provide two letters of recommendation. One can be personal, but at least one needs to be professional. We need your transcript from your college or university, and we ask you for a resume. Um, and then you will fill in some other information, contact information, some personal demographic information, and submit. So the deadline for that is January 18th. There is a $75 application fee for the program. Um, we, at the end, toward the end of January, um, will score all of the applications from New York City and then send invitations to the top 36 candidates. Nationally, for these 64 spots, there are approximately 1,000 applicants. Here in New York, we get about 250 to 300. And we narrow down to the top 36. And those 36 are invited to participate in selection. Um, those invitations go out early February. Selection day, runs between March 5th, uh, is on March 15th. It is a one-day selection event. It will include interviews and activities. Um, it is a full day. You will be there from 8 to 6 and spring. And in early April, we send, extend invitations to the 12, our top 12. Now, just to speak a little bit about that process, um, in New York, as I mentioned, we will select 36 applicants to come to selection. You may get an invitation from another site to attend um, selection day because they are interested in you as an applicant, even if we do not extend that offer in New York. Um, we also work with other centers, so if there's someone in LA who can't get to New York for their selection day, for um, our selection day, but they want to apply for New York, 
they can go through selection day in Los Angeles, and then we'll just receive their information. And the same thing can happen here. So um, just because you didn't receive an invitation from New York doesn't mean that you couldn't receive an invitation from St. Louis or LA or one of the other sites if you've indicated that you're interested in going. Um, as I mentioned, notification begins in the beginning of April, and your program begins um, the first week of September in 2013 and runs through May. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you were talking about selection day, the whole day, like with entities and activities? Can you like elaborate a little bit what kind of activities um, we're talking about? I can only say to be prepared to answer any question that you ask. The other question is, mm -hmm. so if you're not selected, let's say, for September 2013, mm -hmm. can you reapply to the program? You can. In fact, we have a participant in our program this year who this is her second year applying. So let's talk about a little about selection for this program as well. Um, selection for this program is extremely difficult, um, simply because everybody who applies for this program is qualified for the program, pretty much. Um, I would say 90% of the people we would make fine fellows, because this program really tends to get people who have achieved and who have the potential to continue to achieve. Um, so it's not as simple as, uh, so not being selected doesn't mean that you weren't good enough for the program. When we are selecting a cohort, part of the strength of the cohort, as I was mentioning earlier, is that the cohort works together, brings back information from um, their placements, from different activities that they're working on, and they come together and they learn as a group. They, from sharing experiences, they are able to increase their learning. And so we work very diligently to ensure diversity among the cohort. And when I say diversity, I don't just mean ethnic or gender, which is what people usually think about. Um, we want people from a number of different political parties. We want people from a, a, um, different cultures, different experiences, different um, sexual orientations, different religions, different, as many different lenses as people can bring. Um, we like to diversify that. Now that doesn't mean that if we only get one person um, who is Buddhist, that that person is automatically in. They need to have more to, to bring to the party than one trait. But we do work diligently. Once we get down to these 20 are, are our top, we would love every one of them. That's when we start working to blend the cohort. Um, I say that to say, when you receive the application, there are a number of questions that are optional because we are not legally allowed to obligate um, people to answer those questions. And you are not obligated to answer them. Many of them are very personal in nature. They are about you, the person. Some people feel like they don't want to answer those questions because it might affect their ability to be hired, typically. Um, I would say for this program, fill that out as honestly as possible. One thing that we have found in the last couple years here in New York City is we have um, not had enough 
top-tier white male Africans. Go figure. So um, when we get down to our top 20, we won't have a, an, a, an even representation. And we can't figure out why that is, because the pool of Africans at the beginning have, have enough. So it's simply not enough to say, like sometimes just saying, I'm not including this information could be harmful. So I encourage you on, the, on your application to make sure you complete all of that um, information. In New York City, ethnic diversity is not an issue. Uh, we do not deal with it. We are ethnically diverse just by virtue of being in New York City. Um, so that's important. Any other questions about the application or the application process? I'm sorry? The fee isn't refundable um, if you don't make it into the program. The fee covers the cost of screening. Um, honestly, by the time we um, invest the energy to read through all of the applications, which that stack by, between your, the application and your essays, your resume, your letters of recommendation, and everything, it's a, it's a pretty thick stack. By the time we work our way through all that to get to 36, then take the 36 through selection day, and then select the 12, all of the application fee revenue has been long past exhausted. Any other questions? Okay. Um, I talked through most of this. There are webinars that are scheduled coming up. Um, you can go to our website and find that. I'll have the website address here, and I also have some brochures here that has our web address. And so you'll easily be able to find that. We have several webinars scheduled for different times, but each webinar will feature um, two staff members from two different centers across the country. So. Um, the, for the webinars that New York will be represented, I will be on the call, um, but I will not be on all of the webinars. Um, they will also feature two alums from the program, um, from one, one of the center's programs who can talk more specifically about their experience in the program, and most importantly, how the program impacted their life after CORE. The webinars are free. You can also just sign up for it in one click. Any questions? to get to 36 is reading through your essays, your transcripts, your letters of recommendation. It's a postgraduate program. 
Yeah. So undergrad, as long as you have an undergrad degree, you can apply for the program. If you are if you are graduating this year, if you will be, it's postgraduate when the program starts in September. So every year we get graduating seniors who apply for the program. So they're still in college while they're applying. It's at when the program starts, you need to have earned a degree. If you're in a graduate program, you can apply, but you can't do our program and graduate work consecutively. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to get a one. When will you finish your MPS? Um, 2014. Then you could apply. Like if you wanted to wait a year and apply, yeah, well, yeah. you could do that. Okay. And if you want to go straight through with the MPS. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to like, I'm graduating, then graduating May next year, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I wanted to start in September with your support. Right. Can I do that? Or? This September? Um, this coming September. If you're graduating in 2014, yeah. then you could, you'd have to apply for the 2014 class. Yeah, okay. Any other questions? You look like you have a question. Uh, you said you basically you can't do both. You cannot do both. Yes, that's my question. Oh, yeah, yeah. You cannot, you can't, this is a full-time program. It's a full-time So you are not allowed to work or um, be enrolled in any kind of coursework. It is a, it's not always Monday to Friday. Like you may find that different activities require you to get together with your cohort on a Saturday, or you may find that you need Saturday to breathe um, after, long, after a long week of things. It's a full program. I, I will tell you, you would not be able to maintain a job or coursework and be able to For the full nine months. Now we do offer a stipend. You can apply for a stipend. Um, and you can receive that monthly to supplement your time. And we've had fellows for years. So we know lots of little tricks of how you can maneuver the stipend and get this, this benefit, this, that benefit. Um, a number of people have um, shared with us different tricks. We also stay in touch with people out of AmeriCorps and City Gear and share information about ways that it can supplement the income of fellows. Um, certainly, um, living in New York City on a small budget is difficult, but you are all already in New York City, so you already understand the cost um, associated with living uh, and thriving. Can't guarantee an amount. I, I will say this year we are providing um, ten of the twelve with stipends of a thousand dollars a month. Um, we had a couple um, people who wanted to uh, apply for a health insurance program, but that health insurance program only allows them to make seven hundred and sixty-seven dollars a month. So 
we lowered their stipend to $766 a month and bought their Metro car for the month so they could travel and try to work it out so that they still got that full benefit but were able to meet the needs of that program. But there are certainly a number of programs in New York City that at that rate or even a little higher, I think at $1,200 a month or something is the cutoff. You could still apply for different forms of insurance and assistance in those programs. I, I work for But we give you six placements throughout the year. Different. Um, six different. different placements. Yes, in five different sectors. So you'll um, be in a government office, then in a political campaign, then in a labor union, then in a business, a corporate um, office, and then in a nonprofit. And the last one is an independent placement, which you will find for yourself at the company of your choice. And throughout the year, 
you can huh. choose to go to any of the ones that you prior already oh. already been to, can you? Oh, you can go back for your independence. To the last one, yeah. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you like to. In fact, we've had people do that in the past. Um, to finish projects or after they turn in their projects, um, the organization will determine, you know what, we'd love for you to take the next step with this. And if you can come back and do that, um, you can. I almost advise against it unless that place is going to hide. If there, if you think by going back it'll make a direct hire or a done deal, I will drive, walk you there to the subway station. But if it's not going to lead to a direct hire, you would be cheating yourself out of a good experience somewhere else. And you never know what the next experience is going to bring that you didn't know. A fellow's fine all the time. But they give you options for the last one, the independent placement? No, you, the world, New York City. business, all of those, I will hand you. This is where you will be placed. And we will have a project to do. They will identify the project. We give the fellows all receive approximately a week before you go to your next placement. Um, you will receive a listing of every fellow's placement. So you'll see yours and everyone else in the cohort. And you can look that over, see what you will be working on, where you'll be working, and then you will go. You will do incredible work, and you will come back and share your experiences with the rest of the world. In choosing um, your last placement, mm -hmm. uh, does the agency or the organization that you choose have to participate in the fellows program? No. Or, so, so they'll take you if I decide I want to go to that somewhere? We can certainly work with you to provide them information about the program if, that, if they're not familiar. But there have been many um, organizations who um, had not had a prior relationship with Cora, who now we have a good relationship with them because the fellow found a place. But that's really your opportunity to find your dream job. Sometimes in the course of your year, you'll be going through things that media week will hit, and you'll have a media day at Patch, and you had never heard of Patch. And you went to Patch, and you were fascinated by Patch. Does anybody know Patch? It's a subsidiary of AOL. They do internet news for communities in New York. So it's all community-based. So it would be like the Bushwick Patch, and it's just information about Bushwick. And maybe that fascinates you. And there wasn't an opportunity for a placement there. So, but you'd love to be placed there to learn more about what they were doing. And so for your independent placement, you found one in Patch. There's no age cutoff. Typically in New York, our age range is 21 to 26. But there, but we've had fellows that were 10, 12 years older than that typical age. Um, we only require that you have an undergraduate degree. There's no there's no uh, end date for the program. So if you say you work to the um, corporate field, you know what I'm going to change when you apply to production? If you were in that, um, in that scenario, I would actually recommend our Leadership New York program. Um, Leadership New York is a part-time program for mid-career professionals. 
So if you've had a significant time in one sector, you want to learn about other sectors, how they work, meet some people, build your network. Leadership New York would probably be a more logical choice than this. Also because it's often hard once you've started working to just stop make, um, and do this type of work full time. IBM is one of our placement sites. Okay. Um, okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. What would you want to do with IBM? I've never worked in corporate. Mm -hmm. um, I've only worked in nonprofit. I just for um, nonprofit. Okay. So, nonprofit. Um, but so you've also never worked in a government agency? Yes, I have worked in a government agency. Okay. Um, Another one of our placement sites. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never, I've, I've, Um, well, we've had, we've placed maybe 12 fellows at IBM over the last few years. So a number of them worked on different projects. The last, last year, all three, there were three places, two in Armand, one in Manhattan. All three were working on in different aspects of the same project. It was some globalization project and they each had, were working on a different segment of the project, which was really great because then they were able to come back and talk to each other about what they were working on and see how it fit. Um, typically, fellowships range, and I believe on our website we give a sample of fellowships, I believe, unless we just updated that out. Um, but, um, for example, at the Department of Small Business Services, um, this year they had a fellow come in and do research and create a brochure that they can hand out to first-time homeowners on um, securing a mortgage, and that was a project they were able to see through from start to finish. Um, Programs, I mean, they really range greatly. Um, at um, the Office of Control Services this year, they have a fellow that's in and just doing evaluation of three of their programs and then give assigning a grade to those programs in terms of its performance. And then they're going to take those grades and make determinations of which programs they're going to keep and which ones they're going to terminate. They didn't create the database for the evaluation or any of the tools. They just had to collect the data, analyze it, and then provide um, recommendations moving forward. So the projects all kind of differ depending on where you are. If you're in a consulting firm, it would uh, like a, a marketing or public relations firm, it would be something related to that, depending on where you are. You have a certain amount of time for this project. How often do you find that someone is not finished with the project? Or do they always complete the project? Um, I, I would probably say no, they don't always complete the project. Um, management of the project is really between the fellow and their placement host. I do not evaluate their, of the ability for them to complete their project. I generally hear about it if a fellow just is way off of the mark in terms of where they should be on a project. Um, we encourage communication both to the placement host and the fellow to ensure that there's no confusion of where you are in the project if you need some assistance, if you, if you need some direction um, so that you can be successful on the project. Are there times where they work in groups? Like you're working in this organization, but you're working with like the staff? Not all. You're working alone. 
alone in that you're not with another fellow. You may be part of a group that, at the place, yeah, but you may not. And throughout the year, we're going to purposely put you in different types of placements. So in one placement, you may be working with a team on a project. In another one, you may be the only person in that office working on a project. Um, you'll have micromanagers. You'll have people who are very loose with their management style. You'll be in large offices, small offices. You'll be in, in Queens and Manhattan. We will really dramatically vary your experience purposely so that you've had an opportunity to experience a number of different work styles, environments, types of projects. Mm -hmm. Ma'am? Can I ask you a question? Um, the question is, like, what kind of undergrad degree do you have? We're not looking for anything specific, just that you have. Different placements are different lengths. The campaign placement is three weeks. Um, the business and nonprofit and independent placements are five weeks. Um, and there's some variance in between. Um, also in the middle of that, you'll have four focus weeks. You'll have um, some retreat time and things of that nature. So the schedule pretty much stays packed outside of Christmas holiday and spring break. It is a very competitive program. We receive uh, approximately a thousand applications nationally for 64 spots. That should not discourage anyone in this room from applying. In your experience, um, do you have you all had your experience fellows dropping out of the program? We haven't had anyone drop out of the program in years. We. Um, Came close last year. A fellow had um, um, his lone parent passed away, and so we had to do some navigation to make sure that he could stay in the program and be successful. But we were able to do that, and he was able to successfully complete the program. In that case, it happened while he was in the middle of his business placement, and the business was nice enough to allow him to come back during his independent and finish the project that he had been working on. So we were able to. Um, complete in that one. But we don't, we don't typically have people drop out. Well, he was able to complete the program. Yeah, he ended up only with five placements, but he did get all five sectors, which is the most important thing. Because of his independence, he took the business. And there was a graduation, I was reading, there's something about graduation at the end of the... Mm -hmm. There's a graduation ceremony for where fellows and their families come together and celebrate the year, officially graduate So here is my contact information. Um, I also have business cards and I have brochures. Sadly, um, I have last year's brochures for some reason. I picked these up instead. But the information is largely the same except for the dates of the program. But if you um, have any questions, you can feel free to email me. Our website address is on the back of the brochure, and our website is the best place that you can go and find information. 
um, about the program. I am happy to. There's a big arrow next to my email address because I'm always connected by email, but as I'm here right now, I'm not always on the other end of my phone. Um, so if you have a question, I can guarantee a fast response by email. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you.